0: yes people what's going on this episode 346 of griff's brain dump it's me griff obviously how are you doing um it is monday morning i'm driving i'm driving i'm in the car on the way to work i'm stuck in traffic is it go slow have not worked out how what time i need to leave my house to get to get to work i left my house at 25 past the other day got there before nine uh left my house at uh five to eight once and got there at 10 past so you just don't know you just don't know as long as you're there that's all that matters but um fourth week the new job still enjoying it still still liking it still liking it so it's all good um i was doing like a mental pie chart in my head of you know Dedication to the different activities so it goes fa- family, work. I call this work. I mean, comedy is work, but it's, it's not, it's not, it's, it's fun, it's enjoyable. I like it still. Um, so family, work, and then comedy is split into two things stand up and all the other stuff. All the other stuff is writing, voiceover. All all that stuff Um, So we say Take Edinburgh Edinburgh Was When I was in uh, Sorry when it was August And I was in Edinburgh I would say my time was 80% stand up (laughs) Um, And then Family got 5 No Nah they got 10 Family got 10 Phone calls and that no it's a lie they got they got five they got five and work even got a bit more than that really but right now um i'll say works probably creeped up to about 30, 34 percent as soon as it goes over 25 percent, it's dominated but um i think it works up to 30 40 yeah i knew to the job, but i feel myself eased into the role just yeah just doing the things I usually do in the job but um well I' still enjoying it stand up well what's going on stand up still got my show the one man show uh, inconceivable get tickets to that uh, by the time this comes out the um, the black darren discount code will no longer be valid um, so what are you gonna do? I mean, I've got another discount code. I said cheap seats. I'll give that to my listeners. Cheap seats. Um, put that in. I think the tickets like £12.50, not expensive. To put in cheap seat £10. £10. Hey, eh? can't argue that kind of value. £10 to see a, an acclaimed by critics, therefore critically acclaimed show. Uh, For £10 So people listen get your tickets 29th of February 2024. Caledonian Road, it's it's Pleasance Theatre, so it's not even far. It's really not far. I was looking on the map the other day um, Direct trains Can come from Stratford and then the other end of the The other end of the overground would be Maybe Wilsdon don't be further out than that And then the Piccadilly line That's Cockfosters All the way to Uxbridge And Heathrow And then just add one change into it Then you're, you're talking about Wolfram Stowe, Brixton Nah, you're talking New Cross, Croydon It's just chucking one change Epping One change to get there so it's well connected it's just the call cool from Kings Cross if you had National Rail you can come down from Peterborough if you want yeah Scotland it's a very well-connected area so I don't here. I don't know how to get there plus by the time the show starts you can park you can actually park outside the venue so again no excuses get your ass down to the show giving you a discount get yourself down there now what else is going on in my life um well nothing really nothing much more than going on in my life my life's good like i said nice and balanced all cool i'm happy with life um i do need to pull my finger out on my other projects otherwise they just remain secret projects that are work in progress and not um i not actually become end up in any fruition so I need to set time aside the annoying thing is I enjoy doing them both of them are writing projects but just getting the time just to sit down and write but I'm not that guy who can just sit down do a writing session I need it needs to take me it usually takes me the ideas come to my head I'm driving oh I'm sat in a meeting at work oh that'd be a good idea (laughs) I was like damn it can't write that down but it's all good now What's been going on in the world? What's been happening? Um, this must show the quality of my timeline. My timeline is completely saturated with, uh, not Israel, Palestine. No. Nella Rose. <laughs> Nella Rose and Fred. This comes, this, uh agreement happens, I don't know how many episodes ago, like so I don't watch the show. That's the thing. I don't even watch the show. I first saw a dis. I'm not sure which one happened first. I saw a disagreement with Nigel Farage. I Saw a disagreement with Fred. Fred, severe, the guy from uh, First Dates. Now, what is making me laugh about this whole thing? It's the same, same thing. With every debate on the internet, right, is always this dichotomy, a false dichotomy, where you're either 100% one way or 100% the other, and there's no nuance. Two things can't be true at the same time and it's hilarious because here's what happened if you don't know give you a little bit of background is uh, Nella and Fred have spoken about um, her parents dying before and then um, when they are at the campfire he was making food he asked how old she was she said 26 he said I'm 51 he goes I'm old enough to be your dad and then she's like no no you're not my dad's older than you uh but that was way older than you he goes yeah but i'm like i am old enough to be i could be your dad and Nella took that offensive going he knew that my dad died and how i felt about my dad so i'm not sure why he's saying he could be my dad um so for me clearly a misunderstanding <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why i'm fucking talking about this clearly a misunderstanding um, and uh, he's just talking about the age, right? she's taking it as no, nah, you're trying to, you're being disrespectful, saying you, you could be my dad. Um, I don't think he was trying to replace his dad, he, he's a, he, he apologized. She didn't accept the apology. She was, I'm not eating your food, don't torture you, you're not gonna mm-hmm. little girl me. Fine, the internet splits big old chasm just right through the internet. People supporting Nella Rose, who just are completely unable to say how she behaved was incorrect. So you can't tell someone how to grieve. You can't tell them how to grieve. You know, grief, grief is, grief hits you in different ways. And she's young. She's only young. She's only young. She's got a lot to learn. Okay, leave her. Where's the grace? Give me some grace. It, it, she's a black woman. Why, why, why are we attacking? But you see how, the, you see how the media has turned us to hate black women. Look how ready we are to go after her. That's one side. The other side is. Uh, let's get to the extremes. So, that done the extreme one way. The other side is. Uh, the way she behaved is disgusting. She is disgusting. Look how disgusted she looks. <laughs> right? No one said anything directly racist. Uh, actually, no, that's not true. I've seen some comments. But, um. But yeah, it's just been ridiculous, right? She's disgusting she should speak to someone like that. It's clearly what she meant. Is she stupid? Right. Here's my thing. All of that was that was said. Other than, you know, uh, the very extreme bits on the edge. All have some merit to some point, right? Her behaviour was ugly. I'm not gonna call her ugly. Whatever. Um, and Her her behaviour is unacceptable But I understand that grief hits you in different ways Here's my view, very quick summary If that's how you're grieving Then you need to take responsibility And grieve off air Not on national TV Because My thing's this I'm not saying you, you should Grieve in one way or another Right But You can choose where you are you know what I mean? You just choose where you are when you're grieving. So you can't choose how you grieve, but where you grieve, you can. Definitely think you can control that. Um, now, what's happened is a lot of whataboutism. It's funny that if she was white, this would happen. People would have sympathy. They would. So-and-so shouts more than her to someone called Sam. So people said their behaviour is like loud and stuff Sam's shouting all the time there's someone else called this. Sam's got ADHD um, I I roll all of that <laughs> but yeah they're saying whether she was white or not um, I don't know how other people would view that I know I'd view that as disgusting behaviour here's the thing what happens sometimes to what whataboutism is what happens let's use black and white is that because the white person didn't get the correct treatment, they then want the black person to get the same incorrect treatment, rather than complain of why the white person didn't get the correct treatment. I'll give you an example. Like when someone goes to, someone has done a murder, and they get sentenced for 15 years in prison, and they're black, and then a white uh, equivalent gets, um, you know, a suspended sentence or he gets. You know, five years and he's out for good behaviour. And people go, like, oh, how come he gets only five years? The black guy should get five years. It's like, no, 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 no. The white guy should get 15, just like the black guy. Alright, so because the black person's been treated in that way, they haven't actually been treated unfairly. They've been treated fairly. It's just unfair in comparison to someone else who's actually been treated too favourably. So it hurts, so... The reaction of the public to her behaviour, I think, is pretty fair. Now, do I think it would be different if she was white? Probably. Maybe. But is that just our algorithms again? Because I'm, I'm thinking the equivalent, like Gemma Collins. Yeah, she's fat, she's white, opinionated. Right. If she behaved like that. Yeah, people would hate her. People would be in the comments going how much they dislike her. The difference is there would just be no racial undertone to it and sometimes i wonder if that racial undertone is uh is perceived rather than actually being there i'm not trying to gaslight anyone like i said i'm black myself i think there's sometimes i've perceived racism when it's not been there and there's been other times where it's uh it's been there and i've I've missed it sometimes i hit the nail on the head I'm not sure if there's a racial undertone. Sometimes when it comes to these things, and not just race, any kind of, you know, social issue, it's almost like, you know, you don't expect it to, I definitely understand these things that, you know, this discrimination doesn't come in the form of the bad words that's being said out loud, you know? It's prejudice, it's the behavior, it's, it's the hard wiring, it's the conditioning we have towards certain people. Certain turns of th- phrases we'd use for one set of people, but wouldn't use for the other. Aggressive, loud, you know. But what happens sometimes is because the evidence isn't there of the the more objective behaviour, in the sense of it is racism. We then end up getting these really think big think pieces and so much inter- intellectualization. Of simple things, it ends up sounding nonsensical at times. So if Nella, for example, her behaviour was bad, it's, it's just that simple. Her behaviour was bad. But then to have go, "Well, the reason you guys are going at her is because you've been preconditioned to, to not have sympathy with a black woman." It's like, no, she's behaved like an arsehole. Well, if she was white and she just cried, that'd be different. And it's like. Okay, let's play devil's advocate, let's imagine, not that she was white, that she's Nella Rose, and when Fred said that, she cried. I think people would have gone, it's a bit pathetic, you're crying, but I don't think they would have gone so hard at her. I don't think people would call her behaviour disgusting. And would maybe a white person, if it was a white woman crying, would there be a bit more sympathy for her? Yeah, I'm willing to concede that. From my uh, From my experience, I'm willing to concede that. But that be from the general public. I can guarantee, you, from a lot of men, a lot of men be like, oh for fuck's sake!" <laughs> Regardless of race, they're about, like, oh, for fuck's sake!" And again, the think pieces then wouldn't be about being a black woman. It'd then be about being a woman. If it was a white woman just crying. Race isn't the first thing when you're white. When you're black, it becomes the first thing to be described by and to discuss. Although it's been, it's, while the actual incident is boring as shit and shouldn't warrant much attention, the breakdown and the nuances and the arguments that is brought up has been really interesting to me. Really, really interesting. Um, the idea of she's young, she's 26. 26 the age of someone the grace you give them let's be honest people it's all to do how much we like said individual if I like you I'm giving you grace you need to understand prime example Michael Jackson 60 mate this guy is right under my bum luck. it's not a 60 speed limit um yeah, so sorry, just look at this guy's clown. I saved him from getting a speeding ticket. If I could've pulled over to another lane, uh, I would've, just let him just blast through and get a ticket. Anyway, so Michael Jackson, for example, we all like him, we give him grace. Sleep in beds with kids, sharing the bed with kids. Now if you don't understand Michael, Michael, he he had, he had a tough upbringing and his dad used to beat him. And, and, uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. He's like, no, no, he's sharing beds. With children that aren't his. That's not cool. Whether he's touched them or not, that's not sensible behaviour. Don't don't try to justify that to me. Get the fuck out of my face. Nothing to do if Michael Jackson was white. If Michael Jackson was anyone but Michael Jackson, you're not hearing that. And this is what I'm trying to say: it's about who we like. And that's the thing. Everyone who likes Nella Rose, everyone followed Nella Rose's give her grace. And people who didn't like Nella Rose from the beginning were ready just to kick her. They're ready, they'll go. The gun was loaded. It was cocked. Hammer pulled back. I'm ready to go. And I know I'm definitely susceptible to that. Definitely susceptible to that, man. But I try to be balanced, because I try to be balanced, I end up running the risk of looking like I support certain people. Like I argument with with Nigel Farage just because of the way I argue and my debate style even if I don't agree with Farage on certain topics whoever agreed with him on that topic doesn't matter the point is the way he was discussing it he was making his points and he was trying to make his point to have someone shout in your face this is what you think and whatever you say I am not going to listen to you why are we even talking? we can't even agree to disagree because you don't even know what my point is that would jar me to another level people didn't go so hard against her for that one because they're like we're not trying to back Nigel Farage here <laughs> but Fred everyone likes Fred here's another reason why people like Fred and big irony for this is why a lot of people love Fred There's a lot of black people divided because Fred's missus is a black woman and black people Love a white person, who's with a black person. (laughs) That's the irony about interracial dating with with black people. We meet someone who's dating a black person, it's almost like we rate them higher than the black person they're dating. Not me, but that is how it goes. Imagine, let's paint the scene. You're in the office at work. There's a new guy he joins. You don't really talk to him. Uh, he's not giving any kind of London vibes or anything like that. He's just regular, regular white guy, just Gary. And then one day you're chatting to Gary in the kitchen, and you just catch a glance of his phone. And you just see some girl, with just mixed race girl, with curly hair, just hair just spiraling off the off the screen, big hair. You know like, who's that? That's oh, my daughter. He said, like, "What? Yeah, it's my daughter." He so, oh, okay, you married? Then he look at his hand, he see he's got the ring on. He said, like, oh okay. And he's just he just shrugs his shoulder, doesn't, doesn't mention anything. And you're chatting away again one day, you talk about, oh yeah, you went to Ghana. And he's like, oh, where about? Yeah, I went there. He like, oh did you? How comes? Oh my, my wife, she's from Ghana. He's like, what? You never mentioned this. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why why would I? And he's like, oh, suddenly your rating has gone through the roof for this guy. He's a really cool guy. That's <laughs> how it goes. That's how it goes. And the Fred's one of those people. People like Fred from First Dates anyway because he's a fun guy. And then you found out that he's dating a black woman. It's the Jon Snow effect. I haven't talked about Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. I'm Channel 4 news presenter, Jon Snow. It's fun. Robert De Niro all those guys they just become cooler in the black community because their missus is black that's how I'm with Fred Nella picked Fred tell you if she went like that at Nigel people were like that's a bit out of order but it blows over but Fred not Fred (laughs) national treasure Fred can't do that to Fred like even my missus my wife was like I can't believe she spoke to Fred fred like that Nice, <laughs> like she knew him can't believe it. she spoke to fred there's you that's that's not the way you talk to fred We <laughs> don't know fred but here's but here's a bit of balance because i feel like i'm talking with balance i feel like i'm in the middle but i'll i'll give a little lean to her side as well the bag is there, you got to go on TV. Someone's saying to you, look, here's a chance to go on national TV, build your profile, do, get that transition from uh, YouTube to TV. It's, it's ridiculous to not accept that opportunity. The money up front would be mad. They're supposed to be mad, but here's the thing about this country. The country does have a bias uh, against every group, really you've got to carry yourself in a way because otherwise you're going to activate one group in the culture war for you and one against you if you're black on that show you've got to ride the balance between being real so black people watching the show go yeah yeah he's one of us or she's one of us she's real versus also the balance of being socially acceptable you know and uh, the respectability politics not being too hood not being too ghetto but also don't do the also dangerous thing of being too smart that's dangerous you can't be that guy either you can't be too smart um can't be threatened because being smart can be threatened, and being threatened, you can't be threatening as a black person all right and i'm not saying that i'm not trying to make out that you can't be smart as a black person you never never display your intelligence no 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 but you've got you've got to display it in a way that's not too affronting like you can't be going on there talking about flipping black history and colonisation you know you can't be talking about Britain's history yeah you can't go and see you can't on TV like that because you'll forget where you are and when you say it they'll release that clip like on flipping remembrance day or something and make you flipping public enemy number one he called Churchill a shithole What happened to You know you don't want that. You don't you don't need that in your life, okay? So you can be smart about you know life and philosophical, but you can't you can't come with a rule rule in white spaces. Like you just you just gotta know you just gotta know know your audience, yeah? Oh, flipping out, mate. It's a two lane road. Why are you not moving over to one side? This guy wants me to get hit. By a lorry. It's this definitely two lanes. This guy's driving a mini Cooper. And uh all right, go, sorry, backing in. Um yes, yeah, so you got you got tight balance. Like if I was going on there, right, you wouldn't see the real me. You would see hyper aware switched on. You'd see that like, it'd be me, but there'll be edges cut off. You know what I mean? But don't don't try to get me to talk about. Do you think, I don't think I've got any controversial views. That's probably why I will get caught out, because I don't think I've got any controversial views. <laughs> but everybody, that's probably the issue, right? Everyone goes, to think my views aren't controversial. But I think like I tend to think my views. I try to express balance. Try to take one point from one side, one point from the other. I think I do that at least. Uh, I don't go hard on one side. Let's take something like the Farage view about immigration. Is Im- is there too much immigration? Give me the numbers. You give me the numbers. Those numbers do sound kind of high. Are those real numbers? Let's let's assume those are real numbers. Let's have a good faith argument. Let's assume those are real numbers. And that's when I know how to converse. I would say that on TV. I'm going to assume those are real numbers. So every I'm saying in this argument. Is based on those numbers being real. So if those numbers end up not being real. Scratch the record of what I've said. We'll go again. Some of it might be applicable. Some of it might not be. But immigration. Yes. I'm the son of immigrants. I don't know why there's this kind of idea. That, that therefore if you're the children of immigrants. Therefore you must accept all forms of immigration. No. 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 Uh Illegal. You now here's the thing about like illegal immigration. You've got to work out what the legal term means. Because an asylum seeker, you can only claim asylum once you're in a country. You can't claim it before you get there. Therefore, you have to be an illegal immigrant. So first, then you're an asylum seeker. Now ask me, do I support asylum seekers? 100%. I think on the historical context, most of wars in this in this planet are caused by countries like the uk therefore hey you need to take give these people asylum why do these people come to the uk why they skip through france and germany come to the uk because let's flip the script my friend if something was to happen in the uk an absolute madness was happening in the uk and you had to leave your home and you could have the option of going to france or you've got your brother who lives in italy where are you going? Are you going to France or are you trekking across Europe to get your ass to Italy? You're going to Italy. I'm going to where my brother is. I need I need I need some normality, I need someone to help me start life again. So that's the reason why a lot of asylum seekers come here. Now let's not to negate the fact that a lot of that there are some asylum seekers who have no family here. They're 35-year-old men. They're saying they're 15. They're in class with your kids i'm sounding proper right We're here (laughs) all right they're in class with your kids they get a free education standard jobs but that does happen there are people always play every system we all play systems ourselves right and it depends on what system we're playing and how we play how we self-justify that and whether we make it okay or not and um these, are my think, so, yeah. So I don't think illegal immigration is good. Is there something? That's too much immigration. Yeah, I mean, look, for me personally, it doesn't affect me. It never will affect me, simply for the fact that the skill sets I have, no immigrant can come to this country and steal my job. No one can steal my home. Yeah, uh, you know I mean, my, my life is pretty unaffected by immigration, whether legal or illegal, at this stage. Um, but there's other people who it really does affect them. If, if, if a bunch of people who you're not familiar with are put up in a hotel right next at the end of your street, might agitate you a bit. And here's the thing, I, I mean, there's one thing I will actually say. And this is probably not good for either side of the debate. People come from these war torn countries. Are they given any kind of psychological help? Because you can't just have someone see their family get blown up, right? You know what I mean, they've lost like all their kids, their parents, their spouse. But they've got that like, one child left, and you're like, yeah, here you go. Just settle in here, mate. Here's your bed. Like, you know, like is there? Any, you know, they, they're here for a bit. Get all processed. That yeah. Here you go. Enter society, my friend. What? Now, now you surely there has to be some kind of psychological screening, like, how are you doing? <laughs> what happened to you in that country before you came here? We're not kicking you out. We just need to know you're all right. Oh, that's just my view on that. So, yes, yeah, so I can see merits to Farage's argument about immigration being too high. But as to run the risk, what well, I was just saying before, as a black guy, if I'm on TV, can I be run the risk of showing any form of understanding to that? Probably not. So I'm going to have to argue the side that I'm meant to have. Because I'm on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how it works. I think just that as black people on t- I just I just keep seeing too many black people go on TV. And it's like they forget they're black. They really think that people just gotta just like me. You no, know, and I think that maybe that's what happened. happened. That, that was just too much herself, too, too real in that moment. You know I me? Mean? Yeah, I don't know. I think you just need a little bit more intelligence there as well. But yeah, enough about her. Enough about her. Like I said, she isn't young, but life experience and all that give her grace. Grief is a terrible thing. Um, it truly is, and it and it will just hit you. It can just hit you, man. So I will say that. I will say that. Look, she maybe needs that grace. Uh, but the way I would express that grace is to let her off the show. You know, you can keep your fee. You know, come off the show, you're not, you're not ready yet. You're not ready. So, that's what I'd say to that. i um, trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to cover this week on the pod. I mean, Israel, Palestine, had a little, is um, it humanitarian pause? It's not a ceasefire, is it? Humanitarian pause. Um, where they're releasing... Hostages, prisoners, whatever you want to call them, I, I'm not, I'm not putting my mask in the ground. <laughs> but um, it's, it's a, it's an ongoing thing, isn't it? It's, it's bad, it's bad. Like I said, my, uh, it's, it's, it's exhausted my, my, uh, my attention. The conflict, like I said, which is really bad, isn't it? Really bad. Is, uh, I'm, I'm bored. I'm bored of your war, mate. I'm bored of it. Terrible, isn't it? What, what a privileged position to be in. Your war is boring. Not interested. Um, but no, it's. I said, I'm not I'm not bored of the war. But, <laughs> but um, oh, got got a. What's up? Oh, just be an Amazon link from my wife. I know it is. I know it is. It's not going to be a bit important. Um, Boston, so... Yeah, bored of the war. Bored of it. What a privileged position to be in. That I could just go, yeah. It's whatevs. I mean, it's whatevs to me. How messed up is that? But, um... So I'm distracted. I'm trying to reroute. Similar ETA. So what so what is going on? What? Alright, can I get down this road? Right, I've got, got going around there. Sorry guys, this is Paul Podden. Ah, oh, this van. I need to come on. Oh you're oh man. I'm trying to shoot out down the other side of the road. You know that crazy risk taking golly. Okay. I've got a concert. I can't talk through it, guys. Here we go. Griff's going down the other side of the road. Whoop! Here he is. Down we're through. Sweet like a nut, sweet like Tropicana. Okay, right. So, back to what I was saying. Um, yes, so that's what happens at all news cycles, right? Is you almost get an overexposure or something my wife my wife um, she is been really taken by by the war and, and it's affected us. you know she's talking about you know she's, she's looking at kids differently and stuff and how she's interacting she's been very grateful that you know okay so kids aren't in Gaza they're not in Gaza right and I hear that I hear that but I'm saying to her right this is me the guy who's balanced all the time which is annoying it's a it's it's annoying to be like this, but it's just the way I am. The same way that the mainstream media has got, a, I think, an Israeli bias, social media has a Palestinian bias. And I know that sounds crazy, because some of you are going to be thinking, "No, well, what have the Palestinians done? This is my point. You've probably been suck- sucked into the social media bias. Because it can't be an argument of it's the big bad IDF and the big bad Israeli government versus the innocent women and children of Gaza and Palestine. It can't be that and the same extreme on the other side where if it's pro-Israeli it can't be the big bad terrorist Hamas versus the innocent women and children of Israel. But you're not able to see it from the other side, right? So for me, it's got to be one way or the other. It's either the governments, the the, the leading bodies, the parties. So it's the IDF versus Hamas, and the victims are the innocent people from both sides. Oh, it's just it's just shut up in it. <laughs> it's like you it can't just be one extreme or the other. And but that's how it's presented though. The news presents it in one way. Like, oh, Hamas started this. It's all started October the 7th. And it's Hamas who started this. And what's happening now to the Palestinians uh, as a result of what Hamas did on October the 7th. And Israel have a right to defend itself. Or herself, as they like to say. Ah, golly. How do I get through here? It's a green light. What are we doing? What are we doing? So there's, um, can you get through? Can you get through? Yeah, they can. Yeah, it's Mount Mount Decauze. Um, right, so, um, plus 15, golly. sorry, um, mate, I'll don't make me beep you, cool, yeah, sorry, so as I said, um, what's say Israel, Palestine, yeah, so the news will cover it where the, the Palestinian deaths are as a result of Hamas's behaviour. If Hamas didn't do this, and Hamas didn't do that, well, Israel would have to have reacted out reacted, and that's how it and that's how it's been taken. Gonna, I'm going, I'm going to go for it. I've never done this route before. Let's see. They don't allow us back in, though, are they? Mm-hmm. So, um, where social media? It's like, well, Israel or white supremacists shouldn't shouldn't even be there. Give Palestine the land back And both sides. Can't see how what they're saying is inflammatory to the other side. They can't see how it's wrong. Lacks balance and nuance. I was trying to explain to someone what you know from the river to the sea means for one side and what it means to the other side. From the river to the sea to Palestine means, hey, we just want our we just want our land back. That's what it means to the good faith pro-Palestinian person. Give the Palestinians their land back from the land uh, from the river to the sea. Good faith. what that means to uh israelis and to your bad faith actors in the pro-palestinian movement because it, granted within pro pa, there's gonna be some alignment between somebody who's pro-palestinian and somebody who's anti-semitic when you say something like from the uh, river to the sea that means get rid of israel israel must go that's what that sentence means to israelis and to the far right the bad faith actors the anti-semites and that and that's what i mean it's just like people just walk around saying that and not understanding what it could mean uh, to someone else and, and that's why I think just the world just needs a little bit more of that is being able to understand the duplicity the duality of things now because I mean this one thing I can't just ignorantly go well that's what I said that's what I meant shut up and take it as that because like I said it ca- it means a multitude of things to different people you got to understand what it could mean you mean it's- If I went on a pro-Palestinian march, you wouldn't have me shouting any slogan like that. Because essentially, you're meant to be, the the balanced position is two-state solution. That's your balanced position there. And if you want anything other than that, you then become an extremist from one side or the other, you know, very simply. You're extreme from one side to the other, you need to want two, two states, right? I think that's it. Um, i say in the magical world, there is no need for two states. I think I've said it on the previous pod before, you have a one state where everyone just gets along. You just get along. You know? Uh, so I was going to say, like Northern Ireland, but I think their government is still currently not functioning. But you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't know. I hope it gets resolved. I hope it gets resolved. It just makes me wonder what the new, the next war that will take over our, our news feeds. Like, when will this one, this current conflict end? Will Hamas have to go? Um, I'm not sure It's it's going to be a conflict for the here go. See the government, the Israeli government um, To get rid of Hamas because It's been documented that they funded Hamas They created Hamas to oppose Yasser Arafat And now they're suffering a little bit of blowback Same way that ISIS was uh, funded to uh destabilised Syria. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? Um I can't remember the Syrian leader's name. Um same way that the Mujahideen were funded to fight Russia. And the Mujahideen then turned to the Taliban. Um Al Qaeda as well, coming where they were th- um, sent to disrupt. Happens all the time. Just external agents. Fund a group. Group gets into power. Like, oh, so you're going to do our bidding? No, fuck you. We're doing what we want. Ah, I didn't see that happen. It's never happened before. (laughs) happens every time. Every time. Stop doing it. Stop meddling. But, um, so yeah. We'll be interested to see. Because in theory, what should happen then, is if Hamas goes, uh, I guess the the PLO come in, um, Fatah take control of Gaza. That seems like a rational thing to do. Fatah take control of Gaza, and then that should mean that Fatah who want a two-state solution it should just move pretty quickly, right? Will it? I doubt it. Very much doubt it. Very, very much doubt it. It's um, it, it's nuts. Just it feels irresolvable. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I Wonder if someone's ever made a like a a near future, you know, utopian film, just alternate future where they actually do come to a resolution and what that looks like. Has anyone ever played that out on camera? I'm interested to find that, actually. Very interested to find that. Right, I didn't do Dear Deirdre last week, and I will have to try and find time to do Dear Deirdre. I'll, I'll stitch it to the end of this episode, okay? Um, but I'm going to uh, have a little break here, so you're gonna catch me in a bit, and I'll add some Deirdre. 44 minutes, I right, get lost, you not getting any more.